Shalom everybody, welcome back. We're continuing with this class on Yemei Moharnat, Rav Nosson's autobiography, <clears throat> part one, paragraph number nine. And before anything, this class is dedicated to the memory, Le'olun Nishmat, Moses S. Oziel, in the holy merit of Rabbi Nachman ben Fege and his disciple Rav Nosson ben Chayalane, Mez Neshama, have a major aliyah up there in heaven. And may his soul, in the merit of the tzedakah given towards spreading Rabbi Nachman's teachings, may his soul have a part in this tzaddik also in the upper worlds, and as a result have all the benefits that that gives to such a soul. Bezat Hashem. So at this point we're holding, by the way we're about three-sevenths into this paragraph number nine, if you're following in the text, which Rav Nosen writes these details, even though it's like you would think, why would he write these things? The main thing is the Torah of Rabbi Nachman. Nonetheless, Rav Nosin is writing the details of how things took place because like Rabbi Nachman himself said a few times, that every detail of a tzaddik's life, even daily conversations, and anything related to the stories and everything, have deep, deep, deep meaning and repercussions in the world. And that's why it's good and important to study even the this, this simple conversations and life stories, etc., of tzaddikim, of true tzaddikim, in order to glean from that even also a learning of conduct. And it's, it, this in itself purifies a person's head and mind, Bezat Hashem, filling it in with details which seem secondary of a tzaddik's life. This pushes out of a person's head a lot, a lot, a lot of garbage that he has from all types of movies and stuff that he has from his past, which have no meaning, which are totally just oblivious and, and just damaging, God forbid. So here, we can purify the head even with these mundane, seemingly stories of the tzaddikim. But nonetheless, you can see already <coughs> that there is teachings to be learned from this. So we're holding where Rav Nosen was told by another follower of Rabbi Nachman, go to Rabbi Nachman, because he wants you to come to him and I'll fill your place in supervising over the binding of his teachings, which eventually became the book Likute Moran. Not to forget, this took place on the Friday, approximately eight days after Shavuot in the year 1805. So we're now approximately at Friday afternoon, noontime, when this is happening. Rav Nosen says here, V'techef ratzti elav zal. As soon as this person came to tell me Rabbi Nachman wants you to come to him, Rav Nosen writes, I immediately ran. He says, I didn't walk. I ran to him, to Rabbi Nachman of blessed memory. Rabbi Nachman was in his tiny room that he had, which was facing the Beit Midrash, his Beit Midrash, on the side. He had like a little private room there, if you want to say Uvati elav hanal, and I came to him in his room, mentioned above this room. Rabbi Nachman was lying down on his bed. You think it's funny, you know, you're going to say Rabbi, and he's lying down on his bed. We have to understand that this was Friday, and it's a custom, it's an accepted custom that a person needs strength to receive the holiness of the Shabbat meals and davening. So it is, in a way, a custom for many Hasidim. For many people, to take a little bit of, an, of a nap, of a rest on Friday day, in order to properly be able to receive the light 
an experience of Shabbat. So Rinachman was lying down, resting a little, and this seems to be before going to the mikveh, which we'll, see, we'll soon see, and we'll see from other sources. So he came to his room, and Rabbi Nachman was lying down on his bed. Ve'az, Rav Nosson writes, Ve'az kervani berachamav harbeh, ve'diber imi harbeh me'od. Opposite which what was happening until now, Rav Nosson writes, then he, Rabbi Nachman, drew me close with his words and his fondness and his abundant compassion and spoke to me a lot. Part of what he spoke to him is here, what we're going to read coming up, and part of what he spoke to him is brought elsewhere, and part we don't even know. Okay? And Rabbi Nachman consoled me for what, for what I'm, my struggles that I'm going through. Rabbi Nachman says, He made me, he also brought joy to me, and he strengthened me very, very much in his holy and pure words. And that's what, that's what pushed Rav Nosen in the first place to come back to Rabbi Nachman so soon after Shavuot was to receive this. Ha'arevim v'ne'emim His holy and pure words which are so like sweet sweet and delightful. Ha'metukim midvash v'nofet sufim Look what Rav Nosen's writing. How he saw Rabbi Nachman and his words and his teachings. He brought me back to life with his holy pure words which are sweet Sweeter than honey, than honey, and like all types of crusts of of sweet of sweet, sweet sugar, canes, etc. No fitzufim. Vediber imi harbe velo yashan kal. And Rabbi Nachman spoke to me a lot, and he didn't sleep at all. He wanted to sleep. He was lying down. He didn't sleep at all. Ve'amad mimitato v'nichnas lebeito agado, and he got up from his bed, lying down, and he went into his bigger house that he had because this was a side room. This is why we're reading this paragraph because of this here. It was then, at that time, was, was Rav Nosen writes, that was the time, this period, 1805, Friday after Shavuot, eight days after Shavuot, approximately, this was the time period that Rabbi Nachman began to reveal the, the awesome, wondrous secret of the ten chapters of Tehillim to be recited on the same day that, God forbid, a man experiences a nocturnal pollution, a nocturnal emission. As has already been printed in Rabbi Nachman's teachings, we see that already, like we're going to see now coming up. Because in that same time period, these, within these eight days after Shavuot, before I came to him this, on, this, on this Friday, late Thursday night, Friday morning, he gave over Rabbi Nachman this lesson which is printed in the first volume of Likud Imran, Lesson 205. Hamad Khaled, which begins with the words, Tikkun Emikre Laila, Right, Lomar Asit Asar Kapitanim A rectification for God forbid having an, a nocturnal pollution and emission is to say ten specific chapters on the same day, etc. I, Rav Nosen writes, was not present by him when he revealed this teaching. 
סו אחר כך ביום שישי הנ"ל גילה לי חתנו רבי יוסקה ז"ל מעט מהתורה הנ"ל כפי הבנתו. It was afterwards on, after Rabbi Nachman revealed this lesson between Shavuot and this Friday here. On this Friday that he, that I, that he arrived, Rabbi Nachman, he says, his, Rabbi Nachman's son-in-law, Rabbi Yoska of less memory, he revealed to me a little bit of the lesson. Rabbi Nachman wasn't there. So he gave him a summary of the lesson, a review of the lesson, which he did not hear. And he gave the review, Rabbi Yoska, Rabbi Nachman's son-in-law, based on his understanding of the lesson that he heard it. And afterwards, obviously on this day, Friday, I spoke to Rabbi Nachman of less memory himself directly about this, about this thing, about this concept of saying 10 chapters of Tehillim on the day one experiences an nocturnal mission. And Rabbi Nachman explained to me the concept a little bit. Again, don't forget, this is before this concept was revealed in the world. We know about it, we take for granted the idea Tikkun HaKlali, Tikkun HaKlali but it, this had to be revealed it wasn't yet even spoken about this idea well, no one knew about it so it needed clarification and Rav Nosen who was the scribe of Rabbi Nachman and this is obviously a new lesson which was not included in the folios being binded that same Friday Rav Nosen writes, I wrote this thing this whole concept, Lesson 205, immediately, as you see printed there in Lesson 205. At that time, in 1805, this Friday here, after Shavuot, the summer, Rabbi Nachman did not yet reveal which 10 specific chapters of Psalms to recite. Which ones you have to say? Which ones you have Rather, he just said at that time period, it would be fitting, his words, it would be fitting to clarify which specific ten chapters are literally corresponding to the ten types of melody, of song. However, however, Rabbi Nachman said, all any ten chapters of Tehillim any 10 of the 150 chapters of Tehillim are made up of the concept of the 10 types of song. So that means you can say any 10 and it can do something. But there's a need really, eventually, and he said himself it would be fitting to reveal it, which he eventually did. He says though, that any 10 chapters have access to the 10 types of song. So you would think, so why have to say 10 specific chapters known as the Tikkun HaKlali, those 10 ones, the specific ones enumerated by Nachman later on? So it seemed that at the time, it could be, this is my assumption, in the year 1805, the severity of this blemish in the world and its impact wasn't that bad yet that it was needed to find which specific 10 chapters. And it would have been enough, it possibly was enough. And don't forget, we're talking at a time that this is being revealed. That means the world at the time was existing without this tikkun being discovered and this tikkun being rectified. Fine, that means something, yes, a stepping stone to be done towards this. Rabbi Nachman, in, 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 uh, he instituted, introduced, saying 10 chapters of Psalm on the same day. That already activates a light of the 10 chapters. Later on, literally within a year before Rabbi Nachman passed away, that's when he revealed the exact specific 10 chapters which, which they are. It could be 1810 being the year 
or bring the time span before Binachman foresaw that he's going to be leaving the world, and therefore him being to find a different rectification or his presence being able to mitigate the severity of the damage would no longer be present. So that's when he revealed the 10 specific Psalms along with his promise, he swore and made the promise, the famous promise of anybody coming to his grave and saying these 10 Psalms there, which has been discussed elsewhere. But at the time, Rabbi Nachman was still alive and he gave no indication that he was going to die five years later. It could be that this would have been technically enough while he was alive, period. Okay? Fine. So that's what he's saying here. Any 10 would be okay. It's just that, however, afterwards, after, like we just said, several years, that he began to reveal the whole concept of this rectification of the Ten Psalms, mentioned above. It was after that he came back with Nachman from his trip to Lemberg, Levov. And he, that, that he went back and started again to speak again about the concept of the ten chapters of Tilm to be recited on the same day of a nocturnal pollution mentioned above. And it was then, only then, that Rabbi Nachman revealed specifically which which ten chapters of Tilm one does have to say. As has been printed already in the Kutim 1 part 2, at the end of the book, chapter 92, see there. And Rav Nosson writes in brackets, it's funny wording, I've never seen it before. Rav Nosson writes, and it seems to me, <laughs> it seems to me that it's already been explained this story, him giving over this. A little bit in another place. And this other place seems to be in the book Chayyim Muharan, which we're going to eventually going to see also. But again, two stages on the revelation. This is the initial stage. And again, if Rav Nosin would not have traveled to Rabbi Nachman at this time, this would have been possibly lost. We would have not had this lesson 205 and these ideas of the Tikkun Aklali and the 10 chapters of Psalms in the first place. It was Rav Nosin fighting even against Rabbi Nachman himself in order to have this revealed and that's exactly what happened this edition to be continued.